Welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today I'm speaking with Teresa, who earned her PhD in physics at UC Davis. And today she's going to share her faith journey and uh, how she weaves her Catholic faith into her profession. Um, so I'm thankful to have Teresa on today to talk about uh, these important matters. Um, how we got acquainted, which is really important for this whole show, is because um, some time ago, out of curiosity, I reached out to uh, Teresa and um, I just inquired some information regarding her profession. And I was really mind blown. I was blown away by the fact that, uh, you know, I know somebody who is in a, you know, a really acclaimed or like really interesting profession. And I just got the idea that, hey, you know, these different people that you interact with on social media, they have lives behind the account that, you know, a lot of people don't know about. And they in, they intersect their faith with their profession. And so when I left the conversation, I was really uh, influenced to really start this whole uh, you know, saintly witnesses uh, gig because I was like, I was just blown away that, you know, by the thought of a Catholic having, you know, a really profound career or hobby or interest outside of the persona on social media that they have. So uh, Teresa is very uh, pivotal in the work that I, I do here. So I, I thank her for uh, her influence. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Get to, let's get started. So before I was speaking, or before we started recording, uh, Teresa had mentioned that she uh, is a cradle Catholic. So um, share your, your cradle Catholic story. Like how was your faith uh, early years, uh, middle, and how that led you to where you are now? Yeah, sure. So um, I was raised Catholic with um, two great Catholic parents. Um, I'm one of five. Um, and growing up, um, went to Catholic school, um, which maybe, I mean, I love the Catholic school, but I think, um, probably religion was taught a little bit better when it was all nuns or, or something. Cause I mean, you get some, some foundation of the Catholic faith, but it's, it's sort of surface level, at least at, at my Catholic schools. Um, but I was very lucky to have, um, very faithful Catholic parents that taught me to pray, um, brought me to adoration. Um, I remember my dad would, would say the rosary with me when I was having nightmares or things. So I, I really had that deep foundation of a prayer life. Um, that said, when I was, um, when I went to college, I kind of fell away. I mean, I would say I was still going to church and I would say that I believe everything, but I think it's pretty common actually with people who are raised Catholic that I was like living kind of a double life because I would, um, you know, party, whatever, um, not think about what movies I was going to see or anything or, um, you know, just live exactly like everyone else at the public um, school that I went to, um, but still go to church on Sunday and, um, you know, read um, Chesterton here and there, things like that. So it was really kind of like 
a double life. Um, but what led me back from that was um, I was I was involved in the pro-life um, club at school. And there were two, they were actually um, high Episcopalian, so they weren't Catholic, but there were two twins that were in that club that their faith obviously impacted their life, like impacted their every interaction. They were such joyful people and they were also <laughs> physics majors. Um, so they were both doing double majors, I think in physics and one was doing medieval history and one was doing something else in physics. So very smart women, um, but also very joyful and full of faith. And, um, you know, I, I just found that, that in that friendship, I really found that it's better if you live your faith all the way rather than just live it as in a cult, as in a cultural way. So, um, so sort of in college, I had this conversion where I wasn't just going to church or saying I was Catholic, but actually found that it should have an impact in my life. Um, and and around that time, I, I also started reading some things like reading um, St. Therese is actually my patron saint. So reading, reading some St. Therese um, about the little way. And also I started reading... Um, some of the works of St. Jose Maria. And I really found that in the little way and in, in the works of St. Jose Maria, I sort of found like um, even, even more of a way to, to really live out the faith in, in my regular life, in my school life. In, and St. Jose Maria really talks about this of um, offering your work and that your faith or your work can be turned into prayer when you do it in a right intention, when you do it with union in union with God and trying to do it as best you can for God. So I really found that um, really helpful as I um, got my degree in, in physics at undergrad. So then um, I graduated and I went straight to my PhD in physics um, at UC Davis. And I think from there just kept, um, actually I would say kind of, it's funny because when I started at UC Davis, I think I almost went too far in the other way, where I was like carrying around books written by priests and like with big pictures of priests on the cover and like sort of like making it stand out that like, oh, this this woman is Catholic, which which is fine. Um, but, you know, it can kind of if you put it too much in people's face, it can kind of make a barrier. But still, I mean, I, I had I had good friends there and um, and uh, and and really um you know, it, it's always a work in progress, but really worked on um, trying to do my best in, in the work for love of God, um, maintaining a prayer life. Um, yeah, and then, um, and I would just say, keep staying on with that, um, getting involved in, in like um, Bible studies and different things at the Catholic Center there um, was important. Um, yeah, and then, um, so, so I got, ended up getting my degree in physics, and I've always loved physics. I've always loved math, and I've always loved finding out how things, um, how things work and why things are the way they are. Um, and I actually ended up studying cosmology, um, which is the study of the universe. That sort of just like fell into place because just so I wanted to study theoretical physics and the professor there that I uh, found the most um, compelling was in, is in, was in cosmology. So, so we can talk about that as well. Um, 
But then I ended up moving on once I, I sort of realized academia wasn't the place for me. And so now I'm working as a data scientist. Um, and I've been working as a data scientist for a little over a year now. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your, you know, vibrant faith journey from early ages till now. And it's definitely, definitely led you on a long path. So in this path of yours, have you encountered any uh, memorable moments, whether they be teachings that you heard or people that influenced you in a in a profound way? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, so, so I think I can say maybe this is this is the one thing I think was these two friends. But I remember a particular moment um, where I was at the the. Um, the March for Life in Washington, D.C. So we were at the, I forget the name of that big church, the big Catholic church down there, the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. And um, I remember walking by, um, and this is sort of when I was with those those two friends. So I was sort of realizing, you know, I should probably end up changing my, but I was still, you know, partying and everything. Um, but I remember walking by an image of Our Lady of Chesahova um, in that cathedral, because they have all the different images of Our Lady, um, and just seeing seeing her and seeing that that she saw me and that that I would be, um, and it wasn't like oh you you have to change your life like oh <laughs> miserable sinner or whatever, but just sort of a, a gentle call of Our Lady to to love to love her son more in in all the all the parts of my life. Um, so I would say that was a pretty, that moment always stands out for me in particular. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess there's, there's sort of a lot of them, I guess sort of switching, going, going back a lot further to my childhood. Um, I remember a moment when I sort of realized, I think it was around eighth grade. And I think in Catholic school, you take in a lot, but you don't necessarily understand everything or, or, or really understand things on a deep level. But I remember being um, in the car with my dad and I sort of all of a sudden realized like, do we really believe that the Eucharist is God? Like, is that really, like it sounds sort of like, of course I had learned that I received first communion, but I guess it's just sometimes you, you understand something on a deeper level. And I remember asking my dad about that and um, just the conviction of his yes, um, was really impactful to me. And then I guess after that, just being in adoration, I sort of fully realized it. Um, th those are sort of more um, moments of grace, I guess I would say that I'm remembering. Um, well, thank you for sharing those two powerful moments from your youth and you know, adult life that seem to influence you a lot. So last question is, uh, you know, RCIA season is around the corner and, you know, many parishes have year-round RCIA processes. So um, what would you say to anyone who is discerning coming to the Catholic Church? Um, I, I, would, I would say that one is, is um, really try to find good resources to, to learn what the faith teaches and also that... Um, the church, the church is so 
rich, both in spirituality and theology. And, you know, we've had 2,000 years <laughs> to, um, to study all the parts of our faith and all the, the reasoning for every, everything. And um, so, so I would say don't get discouraged. There's, there's a lot to learn, um, but hopefully you can find someone um, and some good resources to help lead, lead you through um, the 2,000 years history and 2,000 years development of doctrine and everything. Yeah, it's definitely some powerful advice. Um, so now we're going to go into the human interest component. And, you know, at the, throughout your faith journey, you mentioned your various um, engagements with the sciences from cosmology, now you do data science, uh, you had a degree in physics. So what influenced you to get into uh, the sciences? Uh, yeah, so I, I always sort of just liked math, as, as I said. Um, and then when I was, I guess, a teenager, I read, um, I read this book about Richard Feynman. He was a famous physicist. Um, and he sort of had a a, he had an interesting life, like he would, um, he was like a time safe breaker and played the bongo drums and stuff. So, so I read like a book about his life and I liked the way he talked about the natural world and, um, and it, it just piqued my interest. So then um, I started studying physics in high school and, um, and even more, I just, I just loved, um, you know, f finding out why, because physics, it's, it's more than just um, memorizing it, it really teaches you how to think and how to ask questions about the natural world and how to find the answers. So I really found that, um, that enjoyable. And then I guess, a as a Catholic, it's always um, amazing to me um, to see the way God decides to put order into the universe. Like you write down these equations on on a piece of paper, solve some, some differential equations, and now you know exactly what Mars is gonna do <laughs> as Jupiter is somewhere else. I just found, um, I found that really beautiful and, and really fun. Um, yeah. And I guess as a Catholic, I never really found science and faith to be to be opposed in any way so I think I, I think I'm really lucky I think a lot of that stems from my upbringing where where my dad um, he was always interested in physics he, he didn't study physics but my mom was a um, she studied biology so it just never occurred to me that these two things would ever be um, at odds and, and of course we know they aren't because um, they're just two two ways of knowing um, and and yeah, so so I always found that compelling. And then, um, you know, study, studying in university even more, I just, I really enjoyed my classes. And it's, it's really exciting to find out um, so much about the universe. Um, and, and there's still a lot that we don't know. Um, so, so I can go into what I was studying in um, graduate school was about something called dark matter and dark energy. And, um, and maybe it's too much to go into what these two things are, but basically they make up 95% of the universe and we don't know what they are. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's pretty fun to study. Um, but yeah, but, but for me, I found that um, 
academia wasn't the perfect fit. Um, there's, there's sort of a lot of grant writing. There's a lot of um, actually salesmanship involved in academia. Um, so I don't know, I was more interested in the technical things than, than all that. Um, but um, so then I got involved in data science and data science is basically um, machine learning or AI, but applied to business. Um, so, so it's for me, it's really fun because there's still the mathematics, the technical aspect, but you're um, helping to enhance a business. Um, so it's got the technical, but it's more um, practical. Uh. Wow, thank you for sharing your, you know, dynamic, you know, career and uh, overview with the sciences. I mean, it sounds definitely sounds like a lot of information that will require many, many episodes. So thank you. Um, so what were some challenges that you experienced while um, dabbling in these areas? Uh, well, I would say um, there's in in physics, there's there's some challenges in that sometimes it can be hard to even know what question to ask because there's um, there's there's a lot of hard um, math and there's a lot of smart people working on it. So a lot of times you might think you have oh I I found the the perfect theory, but then you spend you know four days or four months working on it only to find that um, there's some contradiction like your theory predicts um, that the sun would there wouldn't be any stars the mass of the sun or so, something like that for example um, so so that could be challenging that that definitely happened a number of times where you get like a few months into a project only to realize it's it's not gonna work and I think when one thing that um, this is especially where the teachings of St. Jose Maria helped me out that um, when you do that, you realize, well, humanly speaking, I've done nothing basically for the past four months. Like I don't have anything to show for it. But if I offered that work up to God and I and I did it with the right intention and I tried the best I could, you know, I was, um, you know, I, that was prayer. So so it did have value, even though practically it didn't get me any closer to my PhD or whatever. It definitely makes sense. And I like how you keep going back to uh, Jose uh, Maria and his work on in Opus Day too. So it definitely makes sense. Uh, so on the contrary, now we talked about you know opposites or challenges. What were some, some experiences that you've gained uh, or like lessons that you gained from uh, working in these fields? I, yeah, I think something that really was very valuable in getting my PhD, especially in in physics. Although I think probably if you were a um, mathematician or a chemist, you might you might also get this. But um, one thing that I found was no matter how hard the question is or how um, confusing it is at the beginning, I know that given enough time, I can find the answer. The answer might not be the answer that. I like in that I can't write a paper about it because it doesn't say anything new, but um, given enough time, I can find the answer. And I think that's something that's really helped me like in 
in my life and in my work outside of physics that just to have that confidence that, you know, maybe it would take somebody else less time and me more time or whatever it is. But as long as I'm willing to work at it, I can, I can find out what the answer is. Thank you for sharing that. It's a good lesson to apply and a good lesson to learn. So the last question is, you know, sums up both aspects of the program, which is how do you tie your Catholic faith into the work that you do every day? Um, that's a good question, uh, especially for data science. I think it's pretty important because it's kind of a new field. On, on the one hand, of course, I'm offering my work, trying to do it the best I can um, for God. But then also in data science, it, it's important to have a strong sense of ethics in data science. It can be sort of easy to just not think about those things and gather some data and put the data through some algorithm and get some answer. But the reality is, is if this is actually going to go into a business or be interacting with customers, it's going to have some effect on people's lives. So it's important to think about, um, is the answer that comes out fair? Um, there's, there's some examples like, um, maybe say, say for example, DoorDash, this, this isn't the field I work in, but, um, so they're pricing how much they're going to pay their, their drivers. Like if you're just optimizing 100% the profit of the company, you might forget about the fact that these drivers are people. And um, just because somebody in, you know, Kansas is willing to work for a certain amount doesn't mean that that's what they should be paid. And it's probably not even best for the company because the happier the drivers are, the, the better. I mean, I don't know how those companies are run. I, I would think it's mostly profit for the company. But it's important in, in data science to remember that it's even though you might just be working on a computer with a bunch of numbers, at the end of the day, it's going to affect people. So it's important to take that into account. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I think in all work, you need to strive for, I mean, it sounds like you're saying justice and treating people with dignity, regardless of, um, regardless of the work you do, you need to treat people and with dignity and fairness. So it definitely makes sense. Um, well, that's going to wrap up the the interview with you, Teresa. And uh, I know I wrote down a note and it was really important. And, uh, you know, you mentioned like a common or you mentioned something regarding that you never saw the this uh, conflict between reason and faith. And I can think about, you know, John Paul, too. Well, yeah, John Paul, how he wrote his encyclical in the 90s, I think, on Faith and reason, or could have been early thousands, I'm not sure. But during his pontificate, he wrote a, a, a popular encyclical on faith and reason. And um, I think your witness in the faith definitely conveys that um, or, or obliterates the, the notion of this false dichotomy between the two. And, you know, you can definitely, God's revelation throughout creation is definitely... Um, can aid our understanding in both faith and in our in our in reason. So uh, definitely want to just share that with you and thank you for um, you know being a strong witness uh, in the sciences. Um, thank you. What? Yeah. So that's all I have to 
say for this episode of Saintly Witnesses. And I thank Teresa for uh, her time for coming. And uh, you guys can just tune in uh, to the next episode.